This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Today is Friday, April 26th. For the next for a half an hour, we're going to go over what's been happening these last few months. And this is the investor quarterly letter number three simplepassivecashflow.com backslash investor letter, I think is the URL where I keep all these things. This is sort of a recap of 2019, quarter one, where I am at. I'm financially independent today and I quit my job a couple of weeks ago. This is a cool t-shirt that I made for you all. You, a lot of you guys are computer engineers for some reason. So this code will make a lot of sense to you. Some housekeeping before we get started. You guys can Type your uh, messages in the chat box or just speak up. If you guys are interested in coming with us to Belize, June 25th to 28th, shoot me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. And if you haven't done so yet, join the Huido Pipeline Club to get access to all these events, updates, and deals. This is a chart that I found kind of visually showing the last from chalk to peak. They, they call it the expansion periods. We are sort of in one of the longest ones, if not going to be the longest one ever, which begs the question, like, when is this all going to end? When is this bull market going to end and all these values are going to retrace? So my theory is that we're going to keep going up and up and up until that black swan event happens. And the black swan, because, you know, one of Wikipedia, it's a term for, you know, most swans are white. Right? But then once in a while, you have this black one come up. And it's like, oh my God, like, what is this thing? There's a 10, 10-year treasury and the two-year treasury inverted. And uh, you guys can read more about that here in the post. But supposedly, it's supposed to be an indication where there's going to be another recession in the next imminent future, 6 to 18 months away. I just had... The guy from Moneyball Trader on the podcast, and uh, he kind of actually made me a little more optimistic on the economy. Uh, he said that the 10 2 year treasury is just a simple, it's just saying that the economy has plateaued. Not to say it's going to go back down, but it could be plateauing to go to the next high, for all we know. And he kind of cited this whole China trade deal, uh, which you guys can go back into the podcast. I think it's episode 146 or 7. Definitely a guy I've been following for a while. Definitely away from mainstream media. So I asked it in the Hui Deal Pipeline Club Facebook group. This is that free one that there's a lot, a lot of people. You usually have to uh, sign up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club to get access to that. And the URL for that is simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. And uh, we usually want to have a call with you guys so I can sort of vet people accordingly as opposed to just having another free-for-all 1,000, 5,000-plus people group, another group that's uncurated people. Here are kind of the, uh, the poll results. The people, you know, they're talking about interest rates, consumer debt. There's a lot of various black swan events that could happen that can kind of be the, I mean, even instead of black swan event, is the black swan event. Sense. But, uh, another thing that you keep in monitoring is like you know what's the U.S. corporate debt? It's definitely getting up there to where the last two previous recessions are, 2002, 2008, 
And here's this this neat chart where we took all these black swan events and kind of put it on a likelihood versus impact. So I think a lot of times we you know we'll, we'll freak out about something like you know wasn't I think two letters ago. Uh, I think the big topic at the time was North Korea blowing up Hawaii or America, and now we don't even think about it. You know, very low likelihood of happening. Obviously, very severe impact, but you know, that's an example. Of, you know, this is how like news happens, and it can kind of fade away. But going more towards, you know, what's actually happening in different asset classes. So here's here's a chart of different um, office, industrial, retail, multifamily, and hotel. Obviously, I'm pretty involved in the multifamily area, and I'm trying to learn industrial and retail a little bit better. So cap rates, are, for you guys who don't know, are basically how much money you're making off a non-leveraged asset. Another image here of how the cap rates have been trending. Obviously, it's been generally declining. Don't be that bonehead who says, oh, look at that green one over there. You know, that one's going up. I'm going to do that. Well, that's hotels, right? That's a discretionary asset class. It's in, a, in good times, it goes really, really high. But in bad times, it gets absolutely killed. Um, that's why, you know, like I think a lot of people are like, well, and I, I just look at what on this performa, like how much it's going to yield for me or what the you know, performa. And performa means like, you know, made up stuff, right? Yeah, you might get 20%, 30% a year in a development deal, but you're going to absolutely kill in a recession. It's, it's more what is your risk adjusted return is what the question you should be asking. I'm certainly not a fan of health flipping at this point in time. I was always frustrated by the numerous investing education programs out there who gouge their investors, charging them $5,000, $10,000, even $40,000. I don't know about you, but I thought it was completely wrong when they tricked people, actually had them call their credit card providers to get a credit line increase to pay for the program. Many of these people could not afford these expensive coaching options and should have used it as a down payment for their first investment. If someone only had 20 grand, they should use that to buy a rental to get started. Let me make one thing clear. Our mastermind is not for you if you're broke. It's a cost-effective way to mitigate mistakes when building your portfolio. People in this group are going to be a pre-selected population of professionals and high net worth individuals. You'll be a good in company. That is after you apply and get in at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey. And yeah, if you're lonely and struggle to find motivated friends who want to do more than sit at their W-2 jobs, collect their paycheck, then go home and watch Netflix all day because all they can afford is $8.99 a month on their digital entertainment budget, then this is a place for you too. Simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey to learn more. So this is the cap rate spreads to the treasury yields, which is sort of the interest rates. So this is what I really key in on. A lot of people freak out on interest rates if it's going up or going down. I frankly don't care. Investors don't care because interest rates, it's a big, if they go up, the cap rates usually go up. They're correlated. So if the cap rates go down, the interest rates go down. Well, I don't know which one leads the other, but they kind of dance um, together. So investors, you're buying a property at a certain cap rate, and then you're paying out a certain interest rate as your debt service, and you're making money off the delta, which is a very small delta. But remember, real estate is all about increasing or leveraging. So don't get tricked when a broker tells you that, oh, interest rates are you know, all-time low or it's going to go up. 
yeah, maybe for your primary residence, it makes sense. But I would, I would probably say don't buy a primary residence. And you guys can read the big article I wrote on that at simplepassivecashflow.com slash home. Just good luck telling your spouse, start renting. But that's what I do personally. So some things I look at indicators are jobless claims. Because to me, that is indicating how the economy is doing in the economy and what orders are going to be put in are going to be directly impacting the economy. So here's some information on, you know, what jobless claims are and why it's, it's a, sort of a leading indicator. This image I borrowed from IMS, they're kind of a paid information, economic data. I'm actually going to probably be subscribing to this for that the group mastermind group, get some more insights out of that. But th their belief is that we're not really going to see another 2008 happening. We're probably going to see what's illustrated here as a soft landing. In other news, you know, starting this new group coaching program, it's been kind of a neat ride since starting the podcast here in 2016. Definitely want to thank you all for kind of joining me along the way, or especially if you've been here since the beginning. I mean, you see the kind of the site traffic there just kind of going steadily up and up and up. So that's kind of cool. And definitely, I like chatting with all you guys. You guys haven't had a chat with me yet. Sign up for the club and then, yeah, book a call. See how I can help you. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are shy introverts like myself. For some strange reason, we like people attract. But book a call and, you know, I'll be friendly to you guys. Probably. So here is a, a list of kind of some of the, the latest podcasts and articles that I've completed uh, we talked about the Moneyball Trader when I brought Matt on. Matt's one of my apartment investing buddies, but you know, I brought him on to kind of talk about his investing in Broadway. Definitely a high risk, high reward type of investment. I would not recommend it if you're under a million or $2 million net worth, for sure. Something like about like every, for every 10 musicals you invest in, you're probably going to make money on two of them or one of them. The rest will be sort of like total losses. Interesting IRS notice here, some more clarifications on how do you use the safe harbor on if you're an active, passive investor. Now, that was one of the reasons why I quit my job. So I can actually, I, I've been getting so much passive losses on all these syndication deals because they're doing cost segs on them and getting bonus depreciation. If you don't know what a cost seg is, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash cost seg, S-E-G, abbreviated there. And uh, you can learn all about there. Some of these deals, like, you know, if you put in a hundred grand, I'm, I'm seeing anywhere from 70 to 85% coming back in year one depreciation. So with that, what you're able to do is, you know, 2017, I made like a hundred grand at my day job and I was able to offset $25,000 from that. So I only paid like 14 grand of taxes, which is ridiculous after it's all said and done. And that was all the passive losses from all these passive investments. I don't know why house flippers flip houses. I mean, I love house flippers. They all pay, they pay all my taxes for me for some, in a roundabout way. If you guys want more information on tax stuff, simplepassivecashflow.com backslash tax is kind of the, uh, the ultimate resource that I kind of created there. I'm not a CPA, but hey, I, um, I'm smarter than some of them. You know, always use your own professional. If you guys ever need a referral and you're in the investor club, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'll tell you who I'm using at the time. I usually try not to talk about too much in the Facebook group because you know, sometimes people are good and then they, they kind of suck after a while and I don't want to be tied to one person. So that 
the recommendations always change there. But yeah, I mean, so as I was saying, I have a lot of passive losses now. So me quitting my job, I actually make more money in a way because I'm actually able to take these passive losses. Because I believe if you if your family's AGI is more than 100, 150,000, you get phased out and you can't really use the passive losses to offset W2 income, active income. But it's not a total loss. You can put it in a, in a bucket and kind of kick it forward indefinitely. So that's, that, that's cool that you can do that. I finally got a, probably the, the biggest article I've been wanting to write for a while in Forbes. You guys can check that out, simplepassivecashflow.com slash debt. So you can tell all the people who think they're crazy for taking on more good debt. Hey, it's in Forbes. It must be true, right? I get, I have some fun with this. Like I had a, an investor meeting and I bought these tiki torches that so people wouldn't get bitten by mosquitoes. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I like trying to deduct on my taxes. Legitimate business expenses. And I, uh, we'll see what my CPA says, but you know, there's the, in the ultimate guide, I have all, a list of all kinds of examples not to say that they're they're legal advice tax or legal advice but things that might be useful to your business that you can be able to write off as a real estate investor or a realtor yeah and so here's a kind of an excerpt from the the ultimate guide to taxes the difference between capital improvements and maintenance repair just a little nuance there and the passive activity losses any questions on any of that before we move on to some of the news highlights there Feel free to type it into the news or the, the chat windows and move along. So here are some of the, the news links that I've kind of found that were kind of interesting. Um, ALN is a good stats on, on apartments and which, you know, is a good stat to use if you're even doing single family homes. Percentages, you can kind of get a, a view on like where the market is, is going different. But just know like every, a lot of times they're taking into account the class A stuff which is not the stuff I particularly invest in, the class of BNC. So you got to you know, use, use, use the data, but look at it through a certain lens. I think a lot of people, this, this Oregon putting in a rent control got a lot of hype there, but I actually thought there was a, you know, I'm not very pro-government control, but I think this one was a good one. They just, all it was, it was like, a, it, they said that people can't raise rent 7% in one year. I thought that was pretty fair. I mean, we, we underwrite the deals to like go like two, two and a half percent at most increase per year. I think 3% is like, if you want to go on the Oregon thing, smoking marijuana, I guess it's legal there, but that's just not going to happen. And that's, I don't think that's good underwriting. So here's a image here, population growth. You know, these are general generalities, right? Where migration is going. Not to say in that in your city, or especially that submarket, that is what it really is. Net migration. There's this article, how to afford rent. They're they're interesting articles, but I really don't think it affects class B and C mom and pop investors, or it, it, I don't think it's really applicable. So here's a chart that I found that's showing how people are moving in with mom and dad more. Um, new owners and new renters. I don't know if that's what it really means, but it, at the time I thought it was a pretty cool chart. And then just a watch. Something I, I've always said is, you know, people always ask like, what's the best market to look in? Well, it's a secondary or tertiary market with a robust, robust economy. 
well, what does robust economy mean? Well, it's not like a Detroit. Detroit's mainly auto automobiles economy. But here's a list of some of the more diversified markets. And then the red ones are some of the least diversified markets. I don't know what kind of you know rubric they had, but I don't quite believe in Atlanta, Georgia being red or Salt Lake City being green. But yeah, you know, it's all kind of different angles at this. Here is a chart of international money coming in. So what this is showing is if you're investing in one of these areas, you need to get out of there because international money just wants to launder their money there, get it out of the country, especially if it's like China or a lot of Asian countries where they, or a country where there's like negative interest rates. Yeah, I guess Atlanta's on here and Charlotte, Rhode Island are kind of gateway cities. That's probably why it's in there. You know, like a place like Las Vegas and Phoenix, for example, I always like to stay away from that. Look at Hawaii. I mean, it's such a small area, yet it's like a quarter billion dollars. For you Hawaiians on the call, you know, this is why you don't invest in Hawaii because you got all this dumb international money coming in and you're competing with them. Student housing is kind of going up. I, I, this looks very familiar to that hotel chart where in a good economy, hotels do well, and I think student housing does well. I'm not a big fan of colleges, even though I went and got a master's for some strange reason. I think that at some point, people are going to realize that it's not worth getting date college degree for $30,000 a year and going into debt, especially if you're getting a psych degree or something like that. And there's going to be other ways you can engineer or construct your own degree by going to like a two-year college and then going to a bigger uh, university just to get that paper. So, I mean, I just look at all these buildings that are being built at campuses and it's all sports and, and uh, prestige. I, I think the student housing thing, I mean, just look at the student loan bubble, right? And that thing is bigger than, I mean, it's huge right now. I think the student housing is something I don't want to invest in because when that bubble pops, this is going to pop with it. On the contrary, I think senior housing is on the rise. And this, I recently went into one deal of student housing or senior housing, but I don't think they call it the silver wave. I don't think the silver wave is here quite yet. A lot of the baby boomers are just starting to retire now. So they're another 10, 20 years away from actually really needing an assisted living facility. You know, just some more data. You know, Yardi is a good one to kind of, they have consistent monthly reports. You guys can always get it here. I'll always just upload it for you guys into the club drive. Here is a good chart where this is Dallas. So this is what Dallas did in the last few years in terms of red growth. And this is what really drives the value. Look at it there in 2015. That was unsustainable. Even 2016 was unsustainable. Again, I, I said it before about 10 minutes ago. You know, I'll underwrite properties to be anywhere from like one and a half percent to two and a half percent rent annual rent increases per year. Anything more than that is smoke and crap. That is not when people say, Well, I look at the numbers, the numbers are not about like what is the investor splits? Is it eighty twenty? Is it eight percent prep? That is not nothing to do with the numbers. The numbers is what are they using for the annual rent growth per year? 
we talk about all this stuff in the group mastermind behind closed doors and I can kind of say whatever I want, but I'll leave it at there. I don't want to go into it, getting fired up about it. Here are the feds uh, raising rates. Or here, here I say it in a different way. Like you know, here's a, the 2019 rent forecast by Yardi. I'm like, no way, Jose. 4.3% in Dallas? That ain't going to happen. But granted, this is taking into account a lot of A-class rentals too. So the A-class rentals is kind of on the same line as the hotel investments, right? When, it, when things are going good, it's going really good. But when it's not, it's not. It's going really bad. So the A-class here on this chart is the lifestyle, yeah, the lifestyle um, line, the one on the bottom. The class B and C is that they've, literally correct labeled that as renter by necessity this is a good image on like you know this distinguishing between the two and what this chart says is before the inflection point before june of 2015 was that the occupancy on the higher end stuff the luxury stuff was a little bit higher than the class B and C stuff. Now it's sort of inverted where the luxury stuff has more uh, vacancies. So if you kind of think about that a little bit, it, it's simple, but kind of gets you uh, twisted in the head a little bit. So after 2015, there was sort of an inflection point where enough new luxury units came online and they only build new units, right? You don't build class B and C. It just doesn't make any sense. That's why nobody does it. So if you're thinking, oh, you're going to go fill a niche. No, nobody does it because it doesn't make any money. So after June 2015, it's sort of saying that it's not to say you're at the top or anything like that, but it's definitely... So the steam is coming off and it's kind of cooling down a little bit. And this is just kind of, uh, you know, like the, from 2015 to 2018 was like the golden age in apartments. And this definitely shows it. You're, you're seeing that the average rent's going from you know, 1350 up to $1,400 plus it's in a matter of a couple of years. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these deals where there's no forced appreciation done, but they're able to give investors huge returns because it's mostly market driven, right? There's two kinds of, of appreciation. It's market uh, appreciation, which is by luck and there's forced appreciation where you go and, you know, you, you paint the walls, you put in backsplashes, you put in new appliances, you add value to it and you get higher rents for that. What does it take to make one cup of coffee? What are the stories contained in a single cup? Who is this handsome man? All the kids these days are investing in the latest fad like tech or cryptocurrency. If I had learned anything these past few years watching the wealthy is that they invest in the most boring stuff and the basic commodities. What is more of a necessity than coffee? To learn more about this boring investment, check out simplepassivecashflow.com backslash coffee.
So here's the new U-Haul report. A lot of people really like this, myself included. For 2018, the U-Haul report, which is a good indicator for Class B and C movement because Class B and C people are blue-collared and a lot of times they'll do it yourself. Unless you're a cheap college student just leaving the house, you're probably going to a U-Haul and just do it yourself. The other report out there is called the Van Line Report. Now that's when like you're more of like a white collar worker and they're just going to move you for you. It's super simple. I don't really follow that. I mean, you can kind of follow that, but I think the U-Haul report is more applicable. If you haven't joined up for the investor club, don't join. I don't know why you're not doing that. So here's a little bit of personal stuff here. I always follow Tony Robbins, six you know, I'll kind of go through them. And this is how I gauge myself personally. You know, every quarter I try and address these six needs. So the first one is growth. We went down to Tony Robbins in LA. I took the group down there and it was a, a really good time. You guys can check out all the video and the photos on that at simplepasticcashflow.com slash mastermindtony. We'll probably do it again, probably in the next couple of years. And I don't like to go to these too often. It is a, a, a long amount of time you have to go to them. But if you guys are interested in like, I mean, he does this priming video, which is a little hokey pokey, but it works. You can download the MP3 right there and kind of give it a, a try at home. Second need is contribution, which is giving back to others. Kind of got the YouTube channel where I want it to be. So there's a lot of videos on there. If you guys like to consume stuff more on video, you know, the group coaching mastermind is... Uh, more of a cost-effective program. I tried to go away from the one-to-one coaching because I always felt bad. Like for me to do that, I need to charge people a certain amount and that amount is like pretty close to a good portion of like a down payment on a house, right? Like I'm very against these large real estate education programs where they're going to charge you like 20, 30 grand where everything out there is on the internet. Group coaching program, yeah, there's a 27-week curated course on there and then we have bi-weekly calls just like this where you guys get to answer whatever questions but it's the the mastermind of like high paid professionals on there that really is the bread and butter i think of that thing but it, it's pretty cheap and that that was kind of my way of giving back to others and putting it in a um a place where it kind of keeps the riffraff out of there you know beware of people who are always on the lookout for cfe cheap easy free I try and stay away from those kind of people. They're not very fun too. Oh yeah, I was kind of bashing hotels. Why they quoted me in Forbes for that. So another one is significance. Another need. So here I'm gonna toot my horn a little bit. We, you know, me and all the other um, Huey investors, we closed on 101 units in Gulfport, Mississippi, and a 309 unit in El Paso, Texas. Both those are tertiary markets, but there's definitely a story in there. Very good locations, very undervalued, very excited about those. The other need is uncertainty. So in your life, you need to have a little bit of things that could go wrong, right? You got to get out of your comfort zone. I was trying to be a little bit more uh, conscious the way I live life instead of just like running around with my head cut off. So I was trying to play around with like, making coffee consciously, which didn't really work out. But if you guys are into that stuff, here's a little video. And, you know, when we're in Panama and visiting the coffee farms there, they taught us how to do a Chemex, a proper Chemex. I tried this app that comes with a little monitor that goes on your, your earlobe that monitors your brain waves. 
because I didn't want to spend $2,500 for somebody to teach me transcendental meditation. Some of the Hui members have kind of recommended TM to me. The other need is certainty. It's nice to, you know, this is one of the projects that we're working on. Definitely some struggles on it. I had a tough uh, winter. A couple of the units got flooded because of busted pipes. And this is up in Des Moines where it goes like Arctic freeze from time to time. But it's always nice to, you know, see it, see progression. I mean, it's, it's moving a little slower than we like, but it, it's moving. And it's something we can kind of control our destiny a little bit. Sometimes I just ramble on some thoughts I'm having. So if you guys want to read that later. Another way I get the certainty is I have been doing infinite banking. And here's my guide to infinite banking at simplepassivecapital.com slash bank. A little nuance of you know, the, the text. That flex paid off writer. So what I do there is I put money in there. And then because it's life insurance, you don't get taxed on it. I'm not really doing it for the death payout. I'm trying to just put money in there so I can take right back out tax-free, penalty-free, and make a little bit of yield in there as I'm waiting for the next syndication deal to roll around. Because the deals are sort of infrequent. I love how I've been, the taxes, like I said, you know, I had a lot of passive losses. And when you go into these bigger deals, you get a K-1 form. You don't have to mess with all those 20 or 30 Schedule E itemized deductions. You just get one K-1 form per deal. So, you know, here's one I invested 35 grand and I got back $27,000 of year one depreciation that I can use to offset passive income. So another one, and here's a third one. This one wasn't as strong. Check out what they do in the cost seg, simplepassivecapital.com slash cost seg. If you want to learn more about that. And by the way, I quit my day job. So that was a big thing. I'll be doing another podcast on that in the future. And if you guys are you know, kind of on the fence, let me know. And then you know, maybe I can provide some insight kind of taking the, there's definitely a mental progression of going through that. If you guys want to read my article on that, go to simplepassivecapital.com slash quit. Two weeks in, two weeks away from my day job. I mean, maybe I shouldn't tell this to you guys, but man, it's so worth it. Not having to go to work. The sixth and final need that I'm trying to hit here is love and connection. So it's just nice hearing some of the feedback from some of the folks and then appreciation. I mean, somebody sent me like a gift card in the mail today. I totally didn't expect that from some person. I just talked on the phone a little bit. So yeah, I mean, that's been the coolest thing about doing this whole podcast is just meeting a bunch of cool people. Now I get to kind of do whatever I like, put together stuff, videos like this. and Actually, people like to listen to it. Some resistance, distractions, barriers, and noise that I've been facing. One of the properties in Huntsville it took us like forever to close on the property, like several months. And in that time, well, the seller didn't care. So the property occupancy dropped, put 10% here, but it probably dropped even more than that. But we got one of these rental experts to this leasing expert. And this, I don't know what they were paying their son a gun, but he came out for like two weeks and he just killed it. And he got the property pre-leased up to 100%. We had to pay the company like 100% of the first month's lease. But... This guy was, like I said, I don't know what they paid this individual. He's just an employee, but man, he was like cranking on it. Maybe he just wanted to get the heck out of Huntsville. Well, Huntsville is kind of a fun place. Oh, here's some things I'm complaining about. You know, like, and we talked about this in like the, the group mastermind. Like you see all these deals going off and they're like airplanes. You know, a lot of times you, you wave goodbye, but you know, when you run their numbers and you get the P&Ls and the rent rolls and you're like, man, that plane left with like a quarter tank of gas. 
And it's kind of funny watching some of these webinars because they always use this catchphrase. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this deal. You know, I don't care. I don't, I'm not an excitement person. Show me the numbers. Numbers don't lie. People do. If you guys are into self-development, I would take a look at this, why people fail blind spots. And this is probably after a thousand strategy calls with you investors booking a call with me over the last few years. This is the minority of people I talk to, but these are some things that I see that people do that I know they never get anywhere. And I know because I'll check and they're in the same place that they never got because it's in my opinion, these things and I'll continue to add to this list, but it's hard. Like, you know, we all have blind spots, myself included, and it's hard to do a self-analysis on yourself. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, like if you guys are interested in more stuff like this, like bi-weekly calls like this where you get to ask whatever, check out the, the coaching page for one-on-one -on -one coaching. But if you want a more cost-effective way and way to network with other investors that are high net worth and motivated to go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey, I will be heading to more things. Probably going to head on a trip to check out a couple of deals. I don't want to say where it is because I'm not allowed to, but I told the mastermind members, they're not allowed to repeat what I say. But I'll probably go and check out a couple of places in the Southeast here in the next few weeks. Is there any questions that anybody had? Feel free to type it into the chat room, the chat box, or go off mute. Any questions? I see somebody typing, typing away. But if not, I am going to go and watch the Avengers right now. I'm super psyched about that. I think Garut's going to be the MVP of the movie. I don't know what that kid's going to pull out. He's going to grow and grow huge or do some big things. But I guess enjoy, every, enjoy your guys' weekend. And we'll catch you on another one of these videos in about three months' time. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.